0: Is a pre recorded program presented by KSL News Radio and Intermountain Healthcare. Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. We discuss the important community issues of stronger mental health, emotional wellness, and the growing problem of addiction. Here's our host, Maria Chaleos, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM
1: at 11:60 a.m. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. Today we are talking about traumatic stress. With me is Dr. Audrey Jericho. She is an OBGYN for Intermountain Wasatch Gynecology. Dr. Jericho, talk a little bit about what this looks like in your office, in your practice. How do you go about talking to women about traumatic stress and how it may be impacting their health?
0: Well, I've really changed uh, the way I do my history and physical just in the last five years because of this issue and all the research that I've read and how impactful these issues can be on health. So I used to just have families come in together, do my history and physical exam with whoever was in the room and now I've recognized that speaking with patients alone can be a really important part of the visit. And so I definitely welcome family members to come in together. I do my general history, but I always tell them at the end of the visit, the last uh, few minutes I speak with every patient alone. And when I'm speaking with patients alone, that's when I ask them about nicotine use, alcohol use, drug use, any history of um, sexual violence, child abuse, domestic violence. So I have that time and space and it really doesn't take that much time, but I just let people know, hey, I ask all patients these questions because they are common problems, you know, in in the state of Utah. Uh, girls have a 1 in 4 chance of experiencing childhood sexual abuse. Um, a one in three chance of experiencing domestic violence in their lifetime. These are common problems that definitely impact health, and there are resources available to help people out. So, it's not I'm not picking and choosing which patients I'm going to ask which questions. I just ask everyone, and I've found that it's really helpful because if if you ask in the right way, which is the way survivors have taught me how to ask, uh, people are forthright about it. And they're willing to talk about it if they understand that the information is kept confidential and that I have resources for them.
1: Right. Domestic violence. Uh, you talked about child sexual abuse, but mostly that's happened in the past for these women. So domestic violence, though, is something they could be experiencing at this moment. How difficult is that conversation for you?
0: It is so easy for me now. <laughs> but I will admit, as an OBGYN, it took me about a year to be comfortable with this conversation, because as OBGYNs, we are really used to identifying problems and fixing them. And that's sort of our mindset. And a lot of healthcare providers are like that. We want to identify problems and help people. And with domestic violence um we have to realize that it is it is a process and we are not here to fix all problems in our society but our job as healthcare providers is to screen women for domestic violence and then help them understand how that's impacting their health and their children's health and what resources are available and so that recommendation has been out since about 2013 OBGYNs are supposed to be screening their all their new patients, their new pregnant patients, and at annual exams. Mm -hmm.
1: How do do these patients feel about their privacy? Because obviously, unless they trust you, they're not going to share this information with you.
0: Right. I think it's important to be super upfront up about where this information is going. And that is one thing we do. We, some of my partners screen on a written handout that they give the patient. I personally screen face-to-face and do an oral screen. But um, either way, we let patients know this is a confidential screen. We're not going to be talking to anyone else about this. And there are free confidential um, resources available as well.
1: How has this impacted your practice as far as uh, do you have – I I don't want to call it a success rate, but that's kind of what I'm looking for. Are you able to really measure how effective it is to do these types of screenings?
0: I think in the beginning there was some – I wouldn't want to say resistance, but just from the patient standpoint, it was all new. They weren't used to being asked these personal questions. So right. I don't think of, I've ever
1: been asked those questions, right?
0: Yeah. It can it can catch people off guard. Wait a second. Why are you asking me this? And I think that's one of the um, – it's an important point to ask all patients so that you're not singling out certain types of patients and using your bias, which is so important because I work in Davis County and Weber County, and I can tell you these these issues cross all – segments of our population. Um, So I think just getting into the habit, but now once we've done it for a while, our patients are used to it and they appreciate it. And so often when I screen for unhealthy relationships, you know, the way we frame it, one in three women have experienced extremely unhealthy relationships at some point in their life. Has that ever been a problem for you? And often people will say, no, but it is for my sister or my cousin. What kind of information can I give her? So they're really happy to get information for their relatives or neighbors, friends, family members. And then we also are very clear on what is Reportable. So we let them know up front, look, I'm a healthcare provider, so there are certain things that we are required to report by law. So if children, if you tell me children are witnessing or experiencing violence, if your partner has a lethal weapon and has threatened to kill you, or if you're coming in with an injury caused by another person, those are things that are reportable. And so they know where they stand up front. And then the questions about physical violence, survivors will really say it's important to ask yes or no questions. Have you ever been hit, kicked, shoved, pushed by your partner instead of have you ever been physically abused? That's just so vague. And then you kind of have to tell a story. So asking yes or no questions makes it really easy for survivors or victims to be honest about that. And then have you ever been forced to do something sexually you didn't want to do? Again, yes or no question. We don't have to get into it. We don't have to tell a story. It's just yes or no, and then I can discuss how that might be impacting her health and where she can go for help.
1: So they don't actually have to tell you what has personally happened to them. They just say yes or no, and then you give them the information and the resources, basically which makes a big difference because then they're more likely to be more open with you about it. That's right.
0: And I think another point that I would like folks to know too is a lot of people think of therapy as sort of this old school therapy where you sit on a couch and you talk about all the horrible things that have happened to you in the past. And that's really, you know, a lot of therapists do not do that. A lot of therapists can look at, okay, what is, what is impacting you right now? Your anxiety, your irritability, anger management, and what can we do for you right now? What kind of tools can we give you right now to improve your life and move forward in your life? So it's not as
1: much dredging up the past as moving forward.
0: That's right. You don't you're in control. You don't have to talk about things you don't want to talk about. Sometimes it may come back around to these things and you'll find it might be helpful to actually get through this, but you do not have to talk about anything you don't want to talk about.
1: Where do you send people? I mean, if someone is listening right now and they're going, uh, well, this is me and I could use some of these resources, what's the best information that you give people?
0: There's a great website, trcutah.org, and that's the Trauma and Resiliency Collaborative. And they have resources throughout the state and a lot of information that I've been talking about, the ACEs study, Adverse Childhood Experiences study that will be interesting for a lot of folks, and then information specifically on survivors of sexual violence, domestic violence. So I refer lots of folks to TRC.utah. Um, or trcutah.org. And also the Utah Domestic Violence Link Line is a great resource for people because they will connect folks to um, advocates across our state.
1: Okay. So when they go to those resources, this doesn't pinpoint that they want help or, I mean, they're not going to feel a pressure to help, but they can just go get the information.
0: Absolutely. Totally confidential.
1: Okay. And you're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio.